Welcome to another episode of Brandon Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about cheating in the sport of baseball and how baseball season is possibly on the return soon. So let's first talk about the cheating in the sport of baseball. In 2017, the Houston Astros were caught stealing signs from opposing teams all season long. By doing this, they were relaying the signs to the hitters by hitting a trash can and making a noise And so the hitters will have the advantage in knowing what pitch would be coming. Now, many people in the baseball world were very upset and very frustrated. This team was a very talented team. Uh, They won the division very easily. Had great postseason matchups with the Yankees and the Dodgers in the World Series, which was a great series, man. Uh, One of my favorite World Series uh, that I recall watching. And this Astros team, you know, they have a lot of talent, too, you know, from top to bottom. They had George Springer, uh, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman. You know, the team is loaded, man. I mean, what talent they have, young talent, veterans. Uh, They also had Carlos Beltran, who was in his last year uh, in the sport. And he won a World Series ring, which I was happy for him because that was my favorite player growing up. So, you know, I was happy Beltran, you know, got a ring with the Houston Astros that year in 2017. Now, many people really didn't like this team after they found out that the team had cheated their way to that World Series ring, supposedly. I come to you on this topic because I feel like um, most teams in the MLB have a format of cheating. I don't think it was just the Astros. I think the Astros uh, blatantly got caught because one of the pitchers, I believe, um, told um, the secret. You know, it had to be someone from the inside of the organization. I believe it was Mike Frayers was the pitcher who um, told the secret of the Astros relaying the signs. And, you know, this is this is an uncalled thing to do, man, especially in any sport, in any team, anything in life, man. You just don't give out stuff, information that is inside the locker room, the locker room. And, you know, having that time with your, your boys and your teammates, it's a very sacred thing. I know being in locker rooms, you know, we talked about different stuff that, you know, never left the locker room. And, you know, you want to keep it in the locker room. Also, with anything in life, I mean, just try to avoid, you know, gossiping as much as you can. So Mike Fryers, he was a pitcher that, you know, he told, you know, the commissioner of the MLB that, you know, the Astros relayed signs during that year. And it uh, it cost a lot of people a lot of jobs, man. I mean, they fired the manager, A.J. Hinch. Uh, Houston Astros did right after they found out this was happened. Uh, they also fired the GM at the time. And, you know, it just caused a ripple effect around the league because Alex Cora, who also was a part of that team, I believe he was the hitting coach of the Astros at the time. He was the manager for the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, he had to, you know, step down, you know, and it, he lost his job off of that. Also, the Mets hired Carlos Beltran, who won a World Series ring with that team. And they hired him as the manager to be a manager for his first full season. And he had to step down because there was so much chaos to this topic. And a lot of people were putting a lot of pressure on these guys who were on that roster. Now, a lot of people are blaming Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran. You know, they're uh, the main guys in that uh, cheating scandal. But I believe it's an organizational thing, man. You know, from top to bottom, they all have to be held accountable. From the GM all the way down to the players, they know what they they knew what they were doing. 
So you can't just put the blame on, you know, the hitting coach or, you know, a veteran outfielder. You know, we can't just say that it's their fault. That's very ignorant if you do that. Now, the players know what they were doing and they, they liked it, you know, because it helped their stats. You know, they know what pitch is coming. It's definitely going to give you an advantage, obviously. Your timing as a hitter in baseball is everything. So when you know what pitch is coming, you're going to be ready to hit it as hard as you can. All you have to worry about is the location, which is another thing that a lot of people have to stop accusing, you know, going so hard on this topic is because, you know, the hitters still have to hit the ball, obviously. They have to have some talent. You can know what pitch is coming. You could throw me a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. I still got to hit it, and I have to hit it hard, and I have to hit it far, or I have to hit it, you know, in the right spot, in the gap or somewhere. So it does take talent, man. It does take talent to, you know, hit a baseball. So you can't really, you know, blame uh, the accuracy, uh, the cheating scandal on, um, you know, being the reason why they won the World Series that year against the Dodgers in a very great uh, seven-game series. Now, this team, you know, they kept on winning. You know, 2018, they won again. Not, not the World Series, but they had a great record. I believe they went to the World Series or the, um, they definitely won their division. I know that. And, you know, the team just kept hitting. And they supposedly said they stopped uh, using those, relaying those signs after the 2017 season. So 2018 and last season, 2019, apparently they didn't use them. But who knows, man, you know, that could be just, you know, made up or it could be, you know, them covering up for it. You know, they could have used another method that hasn't been, you know, sought out. So the Astros, man, I mean, look at it like this, man. I still think they would have won 100 games or close to it this year if the season was on pace to play. Um, This team is talented, man. I'm not trying to, you know, give them a round of applause for cheating because that's that's not the right way to doing things. But, you know, either way, I think they still would have had a great team and they would have been, you know, tough team to beat regardless. They have talent on that roster. Put those hitters on any other lineup. I think they'll still perform. It's the same thing with steroids, man. I mean, a lot of these players who used steroids before, you know, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, uh, Jose Canseco, Alex Rodriguez, you know, all these guys, they still have to hit the baseball. You know, steroids, it does help you, you know, with your strength and, you know, gives you a little bit of a boost. But you also still have to hit the baseball. You have to have good hand-eye coordination. So, you know, the cheating doesn't uh, does help you, but, you know, you still have to have talent behind that. Which is why I feel like Barry Bonds and, you know, Roger Clemens and all those guys should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, those dudes were talented guys, man. They just made very bad decisions. Um, They know they made bad decisions. But, you know, as all humans, we all make bad decisions at bad times. And, you know, to cost their career for that, uh, I don't think it's fair. But, you know, they also didn't respect the game. So I can see why uh, I can see both sides of the fence for them, you know, being held accountable for their actions. So back to the scandal, man. Recently, there was a Aaron Judge was uh, something about an unsealed envelope that the MLB had given to the Yankees about their 2017 season. And he didn't want it uh, unsealed. So Aaron Judge was, you know 
kind of skeptical. And a lot of people on the MLB world were saying that the Yankees were cheating, you know, that 2017 season also. Which there hasn't been, you know, proven evidence and not enough evidence to back that up. But, you know, what like they say, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, the Yankees, hey, they might have been cheating and they haven't got caught yet that year. So, you know, we got to look at it like that. And me personally, I just think every team, you know, if you want to call it a cheating, I think they all, you know, use that to their advantage. Because it's so much technology nowadays that, you know, you can't... Um, can't find a way to, you know, give an advantage to your team. Can't find a way to, you know, not uh, boost your team. You know, whether it's whether it's tablets being in the dugout, you know, watching a pitcher, um, knowing what he throws, you know, cameras. There's so many different things, man, that you can use nowadays with technology that weren't uh, that wasn't there before in the in the past. So I think there's a lot of teams in the league that are cheating and just haven't got caught yet or someone hasn't spoken up yet. I think Logan Morrison, who's a uh, baseball player right now, he said it. He said a lot of teams, uh, you know, they cheat, if that's what you want to call it. They use different formats of cheating or relaying signs. Because all you have to do really is look at the catcher. Look how, uh, Look what fingers he throws down. And you could just, you know, put down, log it down in a, in a notebook or something or a computer. And damn, you have data right there. So, you know, following up, you can see what the pitcher's throwing, what they want in a certain count. It helps the team for sure, man. But I also feel like it's a part of the game. You know, you have to have, have, to have that edge for your team. I know me as an athlete... Uh, as a former athlete, you know, I, I would love to have an advantage any way I can. You know, if I knew what play was coming from the other team or I knew what uh, what defense they have drawn up, you want to know, you want to be a step ahead so you can react to it, which is what I think a lot of teams in any sport do. You know, we've seen it in, um, I think, the NFL, they use the deflate gate. Uh, that's a little different, you know, they, they really uh, deflated the ball. That's a little different, but. You know, that's another thing, trying to get an advantage, you know. But, you know, I just think, man, the Astros and what they did in 2017, it was wrong, man. You know, and a lot of people played, uh, paid bad uh, consequences after that. You know, especially guys like Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora, man. Those are good guys, man. Uh, I'm not just saying this, you know, because I know them personally or anything, but you know, those are good guys, man. I'm telling you, these guys are good guys, man. And, you know, it wasn't just them, man. It's an organization, man. Right from the GM down to the players, like I said. And they're not the only ones. They're just the ones that got caught because the, the pitcher snitched on them. So, you know, bad luck on their end. And, you know, bad luck to any Dodgers fans uh, during that 2017 season because they had a great year that year and, you know, a lot of the fans feel that they were robbed of a World Series ring because they could have won uh, that World Series that year. And rightfully so, I would have been mad if I was a Dodger fan as well. But who knows if the Dodgers weren't cheating in their own way? You know, so we have to look at it with both eyes open and using a wide open perspective. 
Because every team tries to have an advantage. Tries to bigger up on the other team. You know, it's just it's part of life, man. A lot of people try to get the upper hand. You want to go up on somebody. And you want to have that advantage every time, every day. You know, it's a lot of a lot of uh, cheating. You know, it's it's forced because you know sometimes you you feel you have doubt in your brain that you can't do something, so you you assume that you can't do it. So you need something to help you to boost you up, and it gives you that you know that adrenaline rush that wow I'm gonna do it. You know, and it makes you feel better about yourself. When in reality, it hurts you a lot of the time. So it hurt, it hurt a lot of guys that lost jobs. You know, A.J. Hinch, the GM, of the, uh, the, the manager of the Astros, you know, it hurt him also. He lost his job. Nobody spoke up. It's going to be interesting to see if, uh, you know, Alex Cora or, you know, A.J. Hinch or Carlos Beltran get jobs in the MLB again. Whether it be in the front office, player development, or, you know, in the minor leagues. It's going to be very interesting because now they have a bad rep toward them. A lot of teams and a lot of organizations are going to be very hesitant to, you know, sign them and have that bad rep a part of them. But I think over time, that bad rep will go away, just like Mark McGuire, uh, his bad rep went away. And he's he's been a hitting coach for, you know, numerous of teams, Cardinals, Padres, I believe. You know, so the bad rep goes away with time, you know. Just like a bad, um, a bad hangover, you know, that goes away with time. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the, uh, you know, the cheating scandal and what's been going on with these uh, sign relaying. Uh, you know, that's just my thoughts on that. And recently, I saw an article um, written by I think Peter Gammons, or MLB writer, which said. Um, the MLB season will probably be starting up. They have a deal in place in which uh, there will be 60 games played and extended postseason. Uh, a deal has yet to be reached, but this is the plan to have 60 games in a regular season starting in July, I believe. So that's a good sign. You know, the owners are, you know, trying to open up to the players. Let's see what the players do and, you know, if they agree. I believe the salaries will be paid uh, regularly. I'm not too sure on the details on that. But I believe, you know, these players will be getting paid regularly. Um, it'll be hard, though, for the owners to lose that money because they're losing a lot of money on revenue. You know, without having fans in the stands, it's going to be very difficult to make revenue up. People fail to realize that these organizations make a lot of money on revenue, whether it be concessions, um, Jersey selling, you know, ticket sales, just different revenue uh, going down the drain now that you can't have that. They also will get a lot of revenue off TV views, though. I will say that. But that's just one, you know, that's just one target of revenue. It's just one avenue where you're getting money in. So the owners are going to have to find a way to get these players paid. And on the players end, man, you know. Hey, they don't want to risk, you know, not getting paid for their full salary and, you know, playing games. You know, what if what if they get hurt? God forbid. What if one of these guys get has to have Tommy John surgery? You know, you just never know. You just never know in this in any sport when you can get hurt or, you know, you can have a bad season. And then what? 
That's why a lot of the players, like I saw Blake Snell talking uh, in an interview with the Players Tribune. He said, um, I wouldn't want to go back if, it's, you know, if they're not paying me my full salary. It's not worth risking my life and risking, you know, my career just because, uh, you know, people want to see us play again. You know, I worked so hard my life to, to get to this point, Snell said, and for it, you know, probably to go to waste. It's not worth it just for the fans to have enjoyment, you know, and a lot of players think like this as well. You know, they, they think, you know, it's a very big risk that they're taking if they play a, a long season. You know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, 162 is a long season. It's a long journey. And, you know, not every game is going to be in the home. You're going to be on away on the road. And have long road trips, West Coast trips, East Coast trips. You know, it's difficult, man. You're not going to be with your family. And then you're not going to have the same pay. It's not worth it, I think. So if the salary is right, if they're paying them regular salary, it will be worth it, I think. Now a lot of players are posting, you know, we are ready whenever you are. I've seen, you know, Javi Baez, uh, Anthony Rizzo, Peter Alonzo. Mike Trout, numerous guys, you know, they're posting stuff, you know, that they're ready to play when they're ready for that call, you know, when the season's going to start. So I just have a positive outlook on this, and I think the season's going to get ready uh, somewhere in the end of July, middle middle end of July, which is the target date. Uh, it's going to be interesting with no crowd also, just like I've seen with um, other sports with no crowd. Boxing, you know, it's a little different, but, you know, you're glad, you're glad to have that back, you know. And the players are, some of the players are itching to come back. You know, it's not all players that don't want to come back. Some of the players are really itching to come back. You know, as an athlete, you want to leave a legacy. And you're also messing up your stats also. You know, you're missing time to build your Hall of Fame accolades. So that's another aspect we got to look at it from the player's point. They want to build, a, you know, a nice Hall of Fame uh, repertoire, you know. They want their name to be remembered, and they're missing games. They're losing a season of their career, which can be the difference from, you know, making the Hall of Fame and not. And that's going to suck on a lot of these players' ends because, you know, hey, they work so hard their life, and, you know, a sad pandemic comes and delays a season of their career. And this COVID-19, man, it ruined a lot, a lot of uh, – a lot of big plans in the sporting world, not just, you know, MLB, NBA, NFL, uh, boxing, UFC, anything, any sport, you know, in the U.S. It's just ruined it. It's just ruined a lot of plans. And it's something as us, as a society, we have to, you know, we have to adjust to. You know, we have to adjust during these hard times. And, you know, going on in the future, we just got to stay safe, man, and, you know, be with our loved ones and you know, enjoy every time that we're with each other. And as athletes, they're human beings as well. We have to remember that. They have feelings. They have emotions, you know. They're human beings. They're not robots, you know. They're not, they're not always happy every, every minute of the day. You know, they go through sad, uh, sad points in their lives. They go through highs and lows like anybody else does. And we have to remember that as well. 
So that was that on this episode, man. And uh, I'm back, you know. I just took a little break, you know. Just wanted uh, people to be aware of the Black Lives Matter movement also, you know. Uh, I support that movement as, uh, for the fullest, man. And, you know, I, I don't go with that racism bullshit, you know. That shit don't fly with me. Um, so anybody that's racist, you know, you, you fuck off, honestly. And, you know, everybody needs to love each other, man. No matter the skin or the color. Thank you guys for enjoying this episode. And we'll be back soon. Bang.